Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rock and Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rock and Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Doing more is brought to you by The Home Depot. With everything you need to do projects smarter, faster, and easier. Welcome to today's Home Depot. How doers... Get more done. How about a tie this week? I'm going to give it to Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins for their performances in the wild card games over the weekend. Doing more brought to you by the Home Depot. Welcome to today's Home Depot. How doers get more done. This weekend, the NFL and CBS is home to the wild card. You remember that. Uh, Here we go. Now we go to the uh, big games. Titans try to shot the world again when they head to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the top-seeded Ravens. Then on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, two of the games elite young quarterbacks square off when Deshaun Watson and the Texans meet Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Both games begin with the NFL today on CBS. So there you go. It's the uh, divisional round. Very exciting this weekend. Uh, Anyway, let's do uh, Bill Michaels, our good friend with the syndicated Bill Michaels show all over the great state of Wisconsin. Uh, It's always great to have Bill on the bench. How you doing, Bill? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm turning the corner. I had to, uh, I reached out today to you. Uh, I wanted Carver High to get you because I felt like, you know, a couple things. A, obviously the Packers are playing Seattle. And then B, I thought there was no one that could tell me more about Mike McCarthy than you. So tell me uh, what, because I'm a fan of what he uh, is doing. I like the job hire by the Cowboys. I, I think, you know, eight playoffs in a row, nine of ten years in a Super Bowl, that's all you need to know. I don't care what anyone else thinks, all these geniuses and experts and know-it-alls and, and loudmouths. Everybody thinks it's a horrible hire. They're all a bunch of stupid idiots. I mean, how is it that you could even compare this guy to that guy that was there that never won a goddamn thing to this guy who all he's done is win? Well, here's the thing. It depends on what the narrative is that you believe. Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers won in spite of, or do you believe that Aaron Rodgers won because of? I mean, if you believe it was because of, uh, it was the right, you know, personnel group. It was Mike McCarthy's doing. It was because I think there were some games that he coached that were absolutely brilliant games. And the game that they lost to Seattle back in 2014 in the NFC Championship game, they outplayed the Seattle Seahawks when they had no business being on the same field with them. And a lot of that was because of the scheme and the coaching. Unfortunately, it was a lot of players' mistakes. And Mike McCarthy did take his foot off the gas in the third quarter, but it was a lot of player mistakes that cost him that game before it was all said and done. I thought he did some masterful coaching. So. Now you're going to find out because if he takes uh, this this group of guys out of Dallas to, uh, deep into the postseason and makes Dak Prescott even better and then utilizes Ezekiel Elliott the way we haven't seen him been utilized before, well, then we're going to know Mike McCarthy wasn't the problem. Mike McCarthy, let me tell you this. 
in Green Bay, Mike McCarthy had early success. And then what happened was Ted Thompson, who had brought in his player personnel people and his, you know, his group of guys, right. you couldn't really tell him too much. And, and Mike is a very brash, very Pittsburgh-esque, blue-collar guy that says, we're going to do this, and there's discipline and such. Well, then what the, what the guys learned was that Ted Thompson wasn't going to let Mike do certain things. He wasn't going to let him hit. He wasn't going to let him run him. He wasn't going to let him kind of work their asses off. And Ted would say no. And so Mike could stand up there with all the bravado of being this blue-collar, hard-working, barback, Pittsburgh kind of guy. But everybody knew in the house that he was snipped by Ted Thompson, who didn't really talk to him too much anymore. And let's be honest, Ted used to half the time make Mike go out and answer for his own mistakes. So now you've got a general manager and an owner who wants to jump out in front of everybody and take ownership as to what's going on and just let Mike coach the team. So I think that's the reason this is kind of a good marriage here. Uh, but you give Mike the right players, I think he can do some really good things. And I think he's also learned from his own mistakes. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, he's coached all these guys when he was young. It was, you know, Montana, Young, uh, then Favre, and then uh, obviously Rodgers. So you cannot tell me, no one can tell me, that that didn't pay off for him. Now everyone says, oh, it's because the quarterback's so good. You can't tell me a guy that's worked with those people day-to-day, year-to-year, season-to-season, playoff game to Super Bowls, that that doesn't rub off on you in some capacity. So I give all those quarterbacks credit for winning. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to give the coach all the credit. I'm going to share the credit here. There's got to be something learned and of value and of use to his great, vast experience with those four, let alone going into it with Dak Prescott, who's got all the talent in the world. You can't tell me this guy's not smart enough to utilize that knowledge to help this guy. Well, this is something that uh, Leroy Butler, who just was, uh, you know, uh, picked as a finalist to go into the Hall of Fame, uh, your former Packer, and also Gary Ellerson, the former Packer running back. These two guys, we were having a discussion about a month ago, and the argument came up, is Bill Walsh anything without Joe Montana? Is you start going through the greats, is Chuck Knoll anything without any, you know, Terry Bradshaw? Do you start looking at Tom Landry? You know, you look at all the great coaches. Are they anything without a great quarterback? And, and did they make the quarterback or did the quarterback make them? Is Bill Belichick anything without Tom Brady or is Tom Brady a game manager? You know, so you got to, it, it's got to go hand in hand. And those relationships have to be built. Now, they can go sour when the quarterback or the coach wants things to go their way and they, you know, start not to see eye to eye. But, uh, I firmly believe that Mike's a good quality coach. I, I think he knows a lot. I think what happened was you try to keep everybody. You're trying to give everybody more responsibility. Uh, you, look, that bottom line is in, in 2014 when Kelly Matthews pulled himself on the fi- off the field on the goal line stand, and Mike was asked about it in the postgame press conference. And Mike, because he handled the offense, and Don Capers handled the defense. And Mike was asked why was Clay Matthews not on the field during the goal line stand, and Mike had no idea. That's when Mike said, okay, I'm going to let this guy handle third down, this guy handle passing downs, this guy handle running downs, this guy handle first through, through, through second down. I'm going to oversee everything. And that's when things became way too convoluted. Now it's just back to basics. It's back to coaching football. It's back to finding a defensive coordinator. It's back to just running the offense the way you see fit. And it's back to trying to put your arms around a young quarterback and Dak Prescott who has a lot of talent. You just want to kind of boost him up to take him to the next level. So, And, and look at it this way. If Mike McCarthy has a ton of success next year, let's just say next year he gets off to a fast start, there's no way in hell 
that the narrative is going to be allowed in Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers is going to say, wait a minute, we're still looking as if we're trying to learn terminology up here and we don't really kind of get it and we're winning ugly while Mike McCarthy's taking the Dallas Cowboys to new heights. I think one of the best things to happen to the Green Bay Packers is Mike McCarthy's back in coaching because now he's got an opportunity to say, here's what I can do, which is only going to make the Packers and Aaron Rodgers more so with a chip on his shoulder even better. All right, Bill Michaels with us from the Bill Michaels show all over Wisconsin syndicated. I got to ask you, so, I mean, let's face facts. Um, you know, this team now uh, that he's going to be coaching, uh, he's going to go in there. I heard when I saw the Peter King interview, right, I saw him, like, talk about all these analytics departments and they're going to have different, you know, the things, he, you know, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't do that for most of the years in Green Bay, have all these different departments that do things to you know, he's revolutionizing the way he's going to go about it. Is I saw this interview, like he's going to do all this different stuff and have a department of analytics and a guy that's in charge of this and a guy that's in charge of that. Is he really going to do all that stuff? Do you think it'll work? I think they, they did some here in Green Bay. I mean, they had GPS monitors on the guys. They followed everything from their heartbeats to their sleep patterns to what they were eating, their food intake, their caloric intake, their fat intake. I mean, they monitored everything. They monitored when guys were out, say, going to the club and, da- and dancing and what kind of energy they were expending right. as opposed to guys who were going back to the hotel room and be- remaining very sedentary. I mean, they were already doing a lot of that. Uh, but I think now it's going to be officially this department and it's probably very new to Dallas. It's something they've been doing in green Bay. It's just something that's you know going to be relatively new in Dallas, but yeah, they had some guys that were already starting to analyze a lot of data and look at certain things as, as to how to keep the body fresh and how to make sure the guys don't, uh, sustain long-term injuries or get, start to break down, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to hire numerous. I mean, Mike is going to have a big staff, and, and he's now going from a place in which Ted Thompson didn't want to spend any money on free agency. He did a little bit, but he didn't want to spend big money, and he always tried to fit a square peg into a round hole. And remember, he took guys that were center fielders in college and tried to make them safeties or corners in the NFL, you know, I mean, it just always seemed like they were taking a guy who had athletic ability, but wasn't really a true football player. Well, Mike's now in a situation where he can say, go get me football players. And Jerry's going to say, let's go get football players. Let's pay for it. Let's keep this guy. Let's keep that guy. And we'll give Mike the authority. And Mike really doesn't care if Jerry's out talking about player personnel and all that kind of stuff. Cause Mike can say, let go handle that. Just let me coach my team. I think the only thing that's going to get interesting is if Mike has a certain message that he once presented from the team aspect, if Jerry then starts to go sideways from that, where those two egos will begin to clash. But other than that, I think it's a perfect setup for Mike McCarthy. So uh, Bill Michaels with us on a bench on CBS Sports Radio. Talk to me about, first of all, what's the weather going to be like on uh, Sunday for the uh, Seattle Green Bay game? Mid-20s snow flurries, from what I understand. Chance of snow flurries. It could be a little bit heavier at times, but it's nothing. Gonna, it's not going to be like a – uh, a sub-zero, you know, NFC Championship game from years gone by. This is going to be mid twenties, a little bit of wind, probably about uh, you know feels like temperature of about twenty degrees with a few flurries. Do you anticipate um, this game being, um, you know, the numbers forty-six on this game? Uh, do you expect it to be like the Seattle Philly game? Uh, we hear all about these great things about Green Bay's defense. Uh, I, you know, Seattle's defense played great in Philly. Is it going to be, uh, do you believe, a low-scoring game, or do you think that uh, Rodgers is going to light it up and so is um, Russ, Russell Wilson? Well, I look at it this way. The most points scored this past weekend was by the Vikings, and that was in overtime 26. 
So I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring affair. I see the Packers are safe. If they score 24 or more, they'll win the ball game. And remember, Preston and Zedaria Smith, those two guys have been beasts all season long. Between them, they got 25 and a half sacks. They've been some of the best pickups uh, in, in recent history for the Green Bay Packers. In addition to that, Kenny Clark is a man on a mission. He had a hell of an end of a season after he was kind of snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Uh, you, you know, you look at their defensive backs. Kevin King, who's more of a risk taker, but he's very aggressive. He leads the team in interceptions. They're as healthy as they've ever been. I mean, I can't remember the last time the team was this healthy. Brian Balaga should be coming back. A lot of these guys, though, are battling the flu right now and battling, you know, kind of stomach viruses and such. Some guys are sitting out. They've been battling that for the last couple of weeks. So they're trying to get everybody not necessarily healthy, but healthy in the sense of not sick because that's where they're at right now. But uh, they should be ready to go. And, and, and like I said, they've been, this is about as healthy as they've been in a long time. But I'm saying – Packers 27-17, they get the win because I just don't think the Seahawks' offensive line is going to hold up. I think the Packers are the best pass-protecting line. I think Aaron Rodgers has heard enough about the questions regarding him getting rid of the, getting rid of the football quickly. He's going to get it out to everybody. Devontae's going to have a big game, and I think they're going to give a full dose later in the game of both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones to run it right down their throats. What did you think of uh, Seattle's performance in Philly, and what worries you about them coming into Lambeau? Well, I think number one is Jadavian Clowney. And it's not that I, I think he took a cheap shot at Carson Wentz or anything. I just think he's a hell of a player. And when he's on, he's on. And he can be a th- real threat. And we've known Aaron Rodgers to get, you know, hit and knocked out of ball games before. So that's the number one concern, I think, coming into this contest. I think the number two is trying to establish another wide receiver besides Devontae Adams. We've seen Alan Lazard be that guy at times, but you really need something out of Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez-Scantling who have just basically gone away. I was looking for big seasons out of them, and they just did not produce this year. So you're going to be really reliant upon Aaron Jones catching balls out of the backfield, Jamal Williams being the north-south guy. You're probably going to be looking to, say, a guy like Jimmy Graham or Mercedes Lewis or both to be possession guys, move the chains, live to fight another day, continue drives, keep the ball out of the hand of Russell Wilson. The only thing about this game that scares me is Russell Wilson's ability to scramble and make plays on the run because he's so good at it, and this defense at times can have breakdowns. But the number one area of concern to look for defensively for the Packers is the middle. That's been a problem all season long. Their third down percentage for a while just began escalating into the last five games of the season when they played the likes of Washington and New York and Chicago, and they were putting teams easy teams away they got to get back to where they have the, the the middle of that field defensively closed off and get off the field on third down wow so uh what's the mood of uh the fans up there uh, heading into this game that uh they're going to handle their business and and do you think they're going to end up playing the niners or the vikings for the right to go to the super bowl I think they're going to end up playing the the Vikings. I think that I hate to say it because I'm not a Vikings fan, but the Vikings just I, they did what I didn't think they could do, and Kirk Cousins did what I thought he would never do, and that's win in the postseason. And to go down into New Orleans and get a win uh, was overwhelmingly impressive. And Kyle Rudolph is as strong as he's ever looked. I think he's become a true weapon in this league. And I think that what they've got in Thielen and Diggs, I mean, they're just they're solid. And I, as long as they protect Kirk Cousins and give him time to throw. He's, he'll, he'll, he can get him a win. So, And I don't think Garoppolo has really been heavily tested so far, you know, regarding postseason and regarding that really 
um, you know, tight game, that tight play. The last time I saw him in a really tight game, yes, they won in Seattle, but also in the game back at Levi Stadium when Seattle was there, he began to choke it away. And he's going to, he's, I call him the Jay Cutler West. He's always going to give you two or three. It's what you do with it. So if they're opportunistic and that defense of the Vikings can be, they can end up knocking them off. And then we could see an NFC championship game back here at Lambeau Field. I got to tell you, there's a lot of angst. Uh, the, the Packers fans believe they can beat Seattle. But remember, when the Packers won the Super Bowl, they went to Chicago and they took the Hallis Trophy from the Bears in 2010-2011 for the right to then go on to the Super Bowl. That's something they will hold over the Bears fans for the rest of their lives. Wouldn't it be ironic if the first shot at a Super Bowl in a long time for this Vikings team would be to come into Lambeau Field and beat their foe on the road and hold that over, over Packers fans' heads for a long time to come? I think that's what Packers fans fear. Wow, strong effort by our good friend uh, Bill Michaels tonight, just giving us the skinny on everything, literally – uh, a to Z. Bill, you're the best, man. I can't wait to see the games this weekend. Uh, enjoy the Packers and Seahawks. I know I will. Thanks for coming on the bench. As always, Happy New Year, my friend. Call me anytime. I'll talk to you soon, pal. All right, Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Show, syndicated all over the great state of Wisconsin, 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the number to get on the bench. Uh, just so uh, we're clear here, um, the podcast of this show drops after every show and the next morning on Twitter at On The Bench CBS and on, uh, what else, Radio.com? Is that what it's on? Or it's on? The podcast? Yeah. You can get it pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. I mean, I have it. It comes up on my iTunes <laughs> podcast uh, daily. I'm choking to death in here, bro. You're having a tough go. I had a wrong pipe, water, uh, like a dislodged water pipe go down the wrong chute. Podcast is pretty easy to get. You could get it on the radio.com app. If you have iTunes, Google Podcasts, all these places, you could get the podcast pretty much. Whatever your podcast is. And on Facebook.com slash Ferron. Sure, you can get it there. We post it on Twitter. We post it wherever you want. All right, there you go. Also, if the show's preempted where you live because of sports, play-by-play, whether it's uh, basketball, hockey, Football, whatever it is, um, you can still hear the show. It's on all four hours on the CBS Sports app, free, on uh, Ask Alexa, on Radio.com, free, Ask Alexa, free, and then it's on SiriusXM uh, app, channel 206. All four hours every night, no questions asked. If that doesn't work, just get the podcast. A lot of people do it. I heard one guy today say he get he listens to the show uh, the Friday show on Sunday. And I'm like, okay, whatever it takes, bro. Uh, there you go. So the show's available everywhere. It's very popular. Chicks dig me. Uh, Derek in Seattle, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. Hey, man. You may not remember me, but we uh, were supposed to hook up at the Frontier in Vegas. They used to call you all the time. And, I, I remember. Uh, and and uh, I was surprised that you didn't hook up with me there. Yeah, I have, you know, I had to move and come back to L.A., but, you know, uh, remember the lock of the week? Mafia, do you remember when we went to the, uh, of course I remember the lock of the week. Mafia, you remember we went to the Frontier for dinner at the uh, Tony Roma's? I do remember that. Good steak. Uh, yeah, that was just a good price. All you could eat prime rib for, uh, oh, I think we did man. it for $50. Uh, oh, that was great. Let, let me ask you a question. Uh, what did you think? Because I bet on the Seahawks to win outright in Philly, and I was very excited that they got it done. Yeah, I was expecting them, too, because, you know, they beat them earlier, and I'm expecting them to beat Green Bay. 
But the team I'm worried about is uh, Tennessee. Derrick Henry was hell. Boy, that boy can play. I think and, that uh, I don't know why you're so worried about them. You got to get through uh, Green Bay, and then you got to get through the Minnesota San Francisco winner. You got a lot of work to do before you run into Tennessee, which I, I don't think is happening. I don't think you're gonna. I do not believe Seattle's playing Tennessee in the Super Bowl for one minute. I, I just don't believe it. I guess that stopped the conversation. And whole, since he brought up, for, forget what he was saying because that's not happening. Um, but he did bring up Derrick Henry, and I will say I. I thought at the end of last week that Belichick would take him Shut away. Him down. I really thought that that would be the focus, and maybe it was, but he was just so good. Um, he destroyed them. He just absolutely bulldozed. He destroyed them. through the Patriots. He cost me money. That was the only game I, I got wrong. I couldn't even. This was the worst part about the Patriot game for me. I couldn't even enjoy the damn thing because I was so upset over what happened in the Bill game. I mean, I was watching it. I was still at the bar. I did the thing at and. It was on, right. but I just didn't have that same. Because you, you know, were shot. Exactly. I just I was. When in your such team a, loses, you're devastated. I was in such a bad mood that I couldn't even you're enjoy devastated. New England getting it. There's nothing worse than over. your team losing in a in a playoff game or in a Super Bowl. There's nothing worse. Like when the Packers beat the Steelers or the Cowboys beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I wanted to kill myself. That's all there was to it, Mafia. They did exactly what we thought they would, which is load the box, get them, and try to stop. It just it didn't work. I mean, you even saw the second half. They were highlighting that they were using the same defense that they used against right. the Super Bowl, you know, the Rams last year, where they're like five, six, eight guys just on the line, and still they couldn't because he would just run through you, run around you. Like they, there was nothing they could do to stop the guy. He was incredible for them. And you know, we talked about it that once they were down in that game, oh my God, every other sentence. At a Romo, and, and her mouth was about, oh, is it impossible the last game in New England for Tom Brady? It hit the over. Oh, my God. I can't wait for him to sign in like three weeks, and all this was for nothing. Yeah. I think he will. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Tony in uh, Vancouver. Hey, Pharrell. Yeah, you're, your friend there in, in Wisconsin, uh, he's pretty confident. They're going to stomp a mud hole in Seattle. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Seattle's only lost to one team by more than a touchdown, and that was the Baltimore Ravens. And trust me, Green Bay is not the Baltimore Ravens. There's two things I've been hearing the last 15 years. One is how great Dallas's talent is, and two, how great Aaron Rodgers is. And uh, neither one of them has panned out. So Seattle's not afraid of Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Pharrell. All right, well, there you have it. So uh, we we get uh, Tony feels as though um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't panned out. He hasn't panned out with his Super Bowl ring. So he, uh, but listen, there's no denying Russell Wilson went to two uh, Super Bowls and won one of them and should have won both of them, really, to be honest with you. But I, th- it's already started. Now, one guy thinks it's automatic. Seattle's winning the game. And the other guy thinks, uh, you know, Bill Michaels said they're going to win by 10 at least. What do you say, 27-17, right? So um, call the show. Who do you like in these games? Uh, and, and what did you think of the wild cards? Why aren't you on the phone with me? It's it's troubling. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, so uh, who's ready for the divisional round? Pharrellonthebench.com sure is. Two games Saturday, two more on Sunday. You can't beat it. Pharrellonthebench.com is all over it. I hit 63% of the bets on wildcard weekend. Every day you get pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, MMA, all the fights. Amazing price, killer results. Pharrellonthebench.com. You're going to love it. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. So I guess the big question, uh, and I'll take your calls as well, 855-212-4CBS. 
The big question to me is um, a twofold. The Brady, is is he coming back? Because I have a feeling he is. Uh, and I think it's simple for me. I think Kraft loves him too much. It's real simple. I, I don't even think Belichick. I think Belichick has all the power in the world except when it comes to that guy. I agree. I think, I that, think it's the one guy he can't get rid of. He can't get rid of him because he already trumped him on Garoppolo, traded his ass, and then I. the other thing is, is why is it, and no, you know, I'm not being mean, but Wentz never, he just never comes up big. Like, he wins these games that don't matter, and then in the playoffs he doesn't play. He got hurt. Fair enough. I, I can't. But I can't where is he? Where is he? I can't fault him. But where is he? I can't fault him yesterday. Like, I whacked him in the head. I mean, I just, I cannot fault him yesterday. It's not like what usually happens to him. I know that he's always injured. I know that he's never there. I cannot fault him yesterday. I'm sorry. I just cannot. The guy got whacked in the head. You can't, in my opinion, he's never there when it matters most. That's it. That cost him. It is what it is. Also, the thing with Brady, we talked about, well, I talked about last week, you know, when you have these other quarterbacks that are pushed out, Favre, you know, Montana, they had guys behind them that you knew were going to take over. Some of them that were waiting a while in, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You don't have that in Green Bay. They don't have the luxury of saying, you know what, you know, this guy isn't what he used to be. Why don't we go in a new direction and start over and try to rebuild this dynasty? Because they don't have that guy. I don't think Jared Stidham, maybe in a year or two, might, you know, have progressed enough to have them feel that way. But right now, he doesn't give them the confidence. So they're going to beg Brady to come back because otherwise they're going to have a crap season. I don't think Belichick wants him back. I think that Kraft can't uh, let him go. I think Kraft loves him too much. So uh, what did you think of their performance? It was pretty bad. I mean, he did not look good. Do you know when they when they stopped him at the goal line? Do you remember when they stopped him, Tennessee, and it was and they were up whatever thirteen instead of scoring a touchdown? I said when I was watching the game at that point, I said, uh, "What if they don't ever score again?" They never did. They never scored again in the game. That was it. The goal line stand killed them, and they and they never scored again, and they did nothing the rest of the way. And then I thought, you know, you kept thinking he was going to get the ball back. What, did he get it back twice in the last five minutes? Yeah, but the second time, he really had no chance. He had no chance, but I'm saying the one time he did have a chance, he didn't do anything either. Well, he, he did. What, he didn't get, Adam he, what, the he ball. have a pick? Yeah, that, the one before that, we got like five minutes left, which, you know, you got to give Rabel all kinds of love because how not only was it great to see them lose, but how great was it to see Belichick get outmaneuvered with one of, you know, something that he would do by his former player where he's just wasting the clock before he punts it, where it's like six and a half minutes left, and he runs down a whole minute 47 before he actually gives him the ball because he takes the delay of game, then he takes a false start, then another delay of game, and just completely screws him out of another minute and a half that Brady would have had. And then he starts move, they start moving the ball in that possession, and like, uh-oh, they might have some momentum here. And then Edelman has that second and six right over the line, perfect first down, they're going to get another one, move the chains again, and he drops it. And after that, the air just went out of them right there. They blow the third and six, and after they kicked the ball away and just got the clock wasted on them again and again. that place? You could hear a pin drop in that place. What a shame. Yeah, what a just what a shame the Honestly, whole— Honestly, and Moff's right, that, that move that Vrabel pulled, I've seen Belichick do that twice this season. I've seen him pull that trick where when there's more than five minutes left, you can take that delay a game and the clock restarts and you can run another 40 seconds off of it. Uh, I'm glad that he was throwing a fit on the sideline. 
Um, look, uh, is it the end? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't I think, think they're a... they're not winning it again with him being an old man. I'm telling you, if you can beat him in Gillette now, back to back, the Dolphins and the Titans beat him back to back, but a guy right. that's never played a playoff game beat him, then anyone can beat him. And they lost all the division leaders too. That team's not winning a Super Bowl anymore. Well, they have to make some major moves in the offseason if they want to. The defense is set. The defense is good. The defense held Tennessee down. They didn't like let them score these ton of points. As good as Henry did, they only scored four, you know, twenty points. And in reality, they scored fourteen because that pick six, that was you know after the game was already decided. They had no yeah, shot. I don't, but, think, I, I don't think they tried. I, I really think their game plan was to pound Henry down their throats and not to score a ton of points. They just wanted to kill the clock and pound the ball. That's what they did. They didn't do anything else like trying to score all the time. They didn't have that in the cards. They knew that um, the Patriots were going to show up. But I thought they did a terrible job defensively against Henry. Against him, yeah. I mean, but everything else, it doesn't matter everything else. They couldn't stop him. From the minute the game started until it ended, they never stopped him once. Right, that was the thing you knew you had to stop. If you want to beat them, you have to – not shut him down because you're never going to shut him down, but slow him down enough that it's on Tannehill's arm, and it wasn't. He had 182 yards, and Tannehill threw for 72. How is uh, how's Baltimore going to stop him besides they're not? That guy is killing it for like 10, what, 12 weeks now? Every week he racks it up. He's having like a season for the ages. The guy's racking it up. Everybody talks about how great Baltimore is and how they're unbeatable and all the rest. Be very careful. Best laid plans are laid to waste. I'm telling you, I think that team's going to give them problems, and I'll guarantee you Kansas City's going to give them problems. I don't care where they play the game either. Kansas that Mahomes Kansas can beat City's anybody. Got a handful this Sunday also, so because Watson's a handful. I saw that myself Saturday night. And Houston's beaten Kansas City already this year. Beat them so, in Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. So you got two. Do you good think games. they can do that twice? I don't know. I I like the Chiefs on. Uh, that game is on Sunday, I believe. I like the Chiefs on Sunday. But do I give the Titans a shot Saturday night? You have to if they could stick to that game plan that they did in Gillette on Saturday. They yeah, you said earlier can. they were going to blow them out. I, I kind of I have a feeling the Ravens are going to whack them. I, just, I don't want it to happen. I'm going to be rooting Titan. But. The way that team's played over the last 10 weeks, I don't think anyone can whack them. I don't think anyone can whack them. And they are a band of misfits. They have no one. Who do they got on that team? Besides, Henry. That's it. That's it. But the rest of them are just dirty dogs. Are they not? Do they not just play football? You don't even know who any of the players are. I just got a bad feeling for them on Saturday night. So you got to now – you, now you're back to they're getting blown out. Just a minute I'm ago saying, you said they I'm were going to be, be in it. I'm rooting for them. I'm going to – I want them to be in it. All right. But I got a bad feeling. You, for them you're rooting for them, but you think they're getting whacked? Yes. You don't think they're getting whacked? No, I think it's going to be a war of attrition, just slugfest on the ground, just you know, run, 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 and I don't think that's going to get either of those teams, you know, blowing the other one out. All right, Bob in Wisconsin, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey there, guys. Happy New Year. What's happening, Bob? Hey, um, I'll tell you what, man. I'm being a Packer fan up here. Seattle doesn't have a very good record in the last. Uh, Quite a few years coming up here playing in Green Bay and Lambeau. But that's really not why I called. Um, I saw this guy, this Hill, from New Orleans. I mean, that guy looks like the all-around player. Can do everything. Where did he come from? I don't. We don't get much New Orleans um, uh, 
games up here, obviously. Right. He came from he, he came he came from BYU, but the Packers had him and they let him go. They let him go to New Orleans. He played college ball at BYU. No, I mean on, on, on Sunday when he he threw that uh, he threw that ball down there, right? Uh, and then he made that big pass, and then he's out there blocking for the for the touchdown, right? And he, then he, he's he, been doing that all season long. He's been making plays. They, he's a huge part of their offense. I, I don't know who brought it up yesterday on the broadcast. I don't remember if it was Buck or if it was Aikman. One of them did, but they were so right. It, it's I believe it's the kind of role that like. Sean Payton envisioned for Tim Tebow in the NFL, and Tebow just didn't want to do all that other stuff. You know, Taysom Hill goes out there. He could throw. He could catch the football. And he has he fun. He the football. He doesn't mind blocking. He's out there on special teams. He's doing everything. And that's to the kind paid. of role that, you know, maybe would have made Tebow more successful in the NFL because it's the same type of player, same build, same type of skill set. And Hill's running with it, and it's fun to watch. I mean, and that drive before, uh, what what happened on the one drive? Oh, where Breeze fumbled. Breeze fumbled. They were going in. With his broken Hill, Hill was was just moving him right down the field, running fast. He was doing everything. Breeze comes in and fumbles the football. Do you think Breeze is going to uh, come back and play another year? I think what you saw this weekend is take a look around. The NFL might be changing. The y'all guys are losing. Not you know you need to be able to have a mobile quarterback who can move around and do things. Because what happened to all the statues this weekend? They all lost. And Brady. McCown had a hamstring, and, and he McCown, he couldn't listen, run either. McCown's forty years old. He's a bag. He he you know he he got thrown into a very tough situation, and it is what it is. You know he did his best. He definitely left it all out there. The dude's crying on the field after the game. I felt terrible for the guy. I mean, I'm glad he, he was so happy playing a playoff game, but he just couldn't get in the end zone every time the Eagles got down there. It just wasn't happening shame. for them. What a shame. It was unbelievable. Did you hear the guy Clowney saying I can't he's he thinks he's gonna get death threats for hitting Wentz? Calm down. I bet he will. He probably will. I bet he will. Eagles fans, of course. Of course they will. Because, you know, you might not have bad intentions, but it was it was an unneeded shot that he took at him. He's already going down. He throws, you know, his pretty much head at head, you know, taking him out for no reason. The guy was already going down. Did you think that um, – but you have no problem with Wentz at all, missing all these big games? Not that I have no problem with it, but I don't think you could blame him for, you know, the freak injury I don't that blame happened. him. He's just never there when they need him. Right, when you're going to pay all that money and he's supposed to be the one that's going to take you back to the Super Bowl when you didn't get it because he was hurt. You know, that his backup did it. It's That's, that's one of those teams, you know, you saw the money they paid Teddy Bridgewater to, to back up Breeze this year. That might be one of those teams where you start paying your backup quarterback more than other teams because he might be an important part of your team. Well, that's how they won the Super Bowl. Right, but they didn't do that after that. They should have. They let Foles go because it was going to cost way too much, and they didn't bring another backup quarterback that was worth anything. I mean, even if they – I know they had injuries too, but he, do you really think Sudfeld was going to be that great either? Do you remember when I asked you on the show a year ago if he'll ever win a Super Bowl? Because yes. Foles got it done. I said, do you think he'll ever win a Super Bowl? Right. Well, I mean, is he not having bad luck or what is it? Yeah. What do you, what do you call it? It's a Car- long injury history. It's not just recent. It's not just What is it, karma? Car- what is it? Bad luck. Bad luck. So um, I ask you again. I ask you again. Do you think he'll win a Super Bowl? The more this happens, the more I have a hard time thinking that he might. Like it's like he's got bad luck or something. It's crazy. 
I mean, because not just him too. That whole team was snake bitten with injuries this year. Guys just going down left and right. All right. Um, so I'd I'd take uh, calls, but since I I gotta uh, end the hour here, if you just hang in there, everybody that's on hold, don't give up. Just crack a cold one, spark it up, and then I'll come back and take your calls. Just chill out. It's gonna be a few minutes, and then we'll come back and get you on the air. So everybody, Southern Cali, New Orleans, et cetera, just chill out, and you're getting on the bench. I got to open up the phone lines tonight for everybody. You want to talk about the wild cards or the divisional round, call the show, 855-212-4227. It's for on the bench. And this is CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.